God's people, sealinggodspeople.org. The podcast there where we receive from the Lord to seal his people by his word. That was on the 19th of January, 2019. And it lets us know that we're in the last of the last days, according to the oath of the tribes in Habakkuk, that we are in the final last days. Now, the Spirit speaks expressly in the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having the conscience sealed with a hot iron, forbidding to marrying the same from each which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Certainly we're in these days. Now in 1 John 4, verse 1 through 4, he tells us to try the spirits to see whether they are of God, for there are many false prophets that have entered into the world. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Now that is a present imperfect tense. It's still happening, still Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ himself, the Lord is that Spirit, is still coming in the flesh in the body of Christ. Any spirit that does not confess that, that Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh, not has come, but is coming in the flesh, is not of God, and is that Spirit of Antichrist, which John said is already in the world. The main thing, the primary first commandment, when the scribes asked Jesus, what's the first commandment of all? He stated in Mark 12, 29, the first commandment of all is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now that's the seal. That's the testimony. That is of what they placed upon the mezuzah, upon their foreheads and their frontlets, between their eyes, on their hands, and everything when they got up in the morning, whenever they went to bed at night. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That is the primary, dominant, essential commandment. It is a sealing which is only Christ. There is no other sealing than Christ. Now, what level of Christ? There's four levels that must be obtained pressing toward the the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As we go through the podcast, there will be questions that you may have, and we'd love to hear from you. The Lord has spoken to us in the DBM ministry and our team that there will be a new thing that will be received in the United States. It will start from the East Coast and go all the way unto the West Coast. Now, we have already had these spirits, seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, many, many years ago, speaking to a prophetess, Anna Moorhead Schrader. These are back in the days in the 40s and 50s uh, until the 90s there was a prophetess and known by those that labor among them that definitely Sister Schrader, a prophetess. While talking to her on the phone, she stated, Oh, brother, I see locust hitting the east coast of America going all the way into the west coast. <clears throat> Speaking to her on the phone, I said, Oh, Sister Schrader, do you know what that is? And she said, I know exactly what that is. Now, the spiritual realm, spiritual wickedness in high places, 
rulers of the darkness of this world, evil men and seducers, waxing worse and worse. Now that is ominous. That is a forecast and what that the world becoming more evil as time goes on, as we approach the coming of the Lord, the second time without sin unto salvation. But we also have the promise that when evil comes in like a flood, God will raise up a standard against him. Now let's see what we have in the word of God in this new thing. God said, I'll do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man. God said, I'll do a new thing, though if a man tell it, yet they will not believe. He said, uh, they're in the days of Moses and Korah, coming against the anointing. That truth in uh, the leadership of Moses as the prophet, saying, you take too much upon yourself, Moses. We also hear from God, too. And God told Moses, stand back, and I will do a new thing. Moses said, the Lord will do a new thing and open up the earth. Korah and his household will go directly straight into the pit. And we're talking about judgment, immediate judgment. Not delayed judgment, but immediate judgment. And judgment hath now appeared from heaven upon all men. Judgment must first begin at the house of God. And the righteous scarcely be saved. Then where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? If this happens at the church of the living God, the body of Christ, and we're judged according to righteous judgment, measured according to the measure of Jesus Christ. In Revelation 11, 1, there was a reed like unto a rod given unto me, John said, saying, Rise and measure the temple. What, know you not? Your body's the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. We're lively stones built up a spiritual house, a royal priesthood, whereby we offer sacrifices of praise unto our God. Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar. That is our sanctification, our giving ourselves upon the altar as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Being not conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. We must do the will of God individually, for every member in particular has a will, a purpose, a calling, administration, even though there's one spirit, there's many different ministrations or ministries. And uh, this body will be compacted together of whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. And so this will be into the unity of the faith, not over 32,000 different denominations in the earth, but only one. And only God can do this. So as we see the work of the ministry, that we are all, as a body of Christ, are called for. We will explore the two witnesses, what Jesus stated the two witnesses are and will be always in the testimony of Jesus. We'll see the testimony, that testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, what it has to do with us in the last days. 
the word that we will be sealed by, which is Christ. The washing of all the word and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. That filled with the Spirit is constantly being filled day in and day out with the daily bread. Building up ourselves upon our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, working out our salvation, not plan of salvation. Work out your own salvation with trembling and fear. For it's God that worketh in us, both the willing to do of his good pleasure, which we must do in order to be sealed in the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7. What does it mean? Now, as we look in Revelation 7 about the sealing of the servants of God in their forehead, we find the Deuteronomy 6.4 that this will be a sealing. It'll be a sign to all people. The Shema. It is here. O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Christ is the sealing. But there's different depths, length, width, and height in Christ. When we see to know that we be given wisdom, that we may know in the revelation the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. And this is essential for our sealing. Going from babies and newborn babes desire then sincere and miracle the word that they may grow thereby. But we don't stay babies. Then we go to little children. And first John two, twelve through fourteen says, I write to you little children. Because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And I write unto you, little children, because you've known the Father. There you have been born of the water and the Spirit. Just as Peter said on the day of Pentecost, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Peter having the revelation of the name of God Almighty, the name of the Tetragrammaton, the name of the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, the Elohim, El Shaddai, Jesus, no other name, under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And at the name of Jesus, Acts 4.12. The revelation of that name is the unveiling of the revelation of Jesus Christ, the last book. In the book of this prophecy, which is the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist, Jesus Christ. But we see seals, trumpets, and vows. We see the book of sevens, the book of prophecy, the book of the tabernacles, the feast of tabernacles, feast of ingathering, the feast of prophecy, the feast of all feasts, the feast of sevens. The Feast of Sheba. That is the, the swearing that God has sworn by himself seven times. He has seven himself. And that which is determined will certainly come to pass. As we see in Revelation 7, seal the servants of God in their forehead as the four winds were coming down to hurt the sea, the land, and the trees. But hurt them not until this we have sealed. They're servants of God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, 144,000. Now, he did not write it out and spell it out, 144,000. He wrote in the Greek, or 
100. M, 40. D, 4,000. Or MD, 1,000. By doing this, it lets us know that spiritual number has a significance in the 144, 12 squared, which is always eastward in the Word of God. And that east and eastward is the work of the Holy Ghost. He'll stay the north wind and the south wind in the day of the east wind. That east wind is not the fan nor the purge. It's the wind of judgment. It's God's wind. We find there in Revelation 7, the 144,000 are sealed and he changes the order of the tribes. Now, the order of tribes and the sealing that we have in Exodus 28, according to the engravings, the engravings of an engraver, that is the seal. That's the sign, the signet. It's an engraving of a signet. Sign, E-T, a loftov. That loftov is Psalm 119 in your Bible, the longest chapter in the Word of God, literally revealing the aloft through the tov, the Hebrew ABC theory, which are each one the attributes of the one God, Jesus only. We'll see that in when you turn to Psalm 119, you're going to see aloft. And it'll be in all capital letters in your Bible. Now, we're using the King James Version uh, before 1925. Uh, if we staying with the original manuscripts and uh, not looking to the Apocrypha, simply to the Word of God, as he has put 322s, 22 the number of light, 66 books in the, the Word of God, 22 literally being the body, soul, spirit of Jesus. And when we see this, there that there is a thousand that is required. Thousand is perfected glory. That's the reason why no one ever lived to be a thousand years old after the transgression and disobedience of Adam. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. Who is that servant? It's the Lord God himself, Isaiah 43.10 through 6, uh, 16, as well as Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Now, assuming that you believe in one God and that you have been born of the water and the Spirit, we are all little children. But Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, First <clears throat> Corinthians 13. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now that children, I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And I write to you little children because you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father of glory. You've gone from newborn babes to little children. <clears throat> now there's another step. I write to you young men because you have overcome the wicked one and the word of God is strong in you. You have experience there to discern both good from evil. Your sense is exercised thereby. Hebrews 5. And that is then, and you're skillful in the word of righteousness, which the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. <clears throat> but as young men, 
because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. You've overcome the world, the devil and your own flesh. Those that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust through faith in the Lord God Almighty. That is the third step, babies, to little children, to young men. There remains one more step in growth from glory to glory, from faith to faith, and the final sailing, that of fathers. And those overcomers are revealed in what it takes in Revelation, the second and third chapter. There we have the overcomer, him that overcometh. What the Lord is saying, for the time is coming and now is, when the dead hear the voice of the Son of God, shall live. It is coming and now is. It's progressive. The young men have overcome. They've eaten the hidden manna. They have received the white stone, wherein is a new name written, that only he knows that receives it. This is why when John heard the seven thunders and uttered their voices, he was about to write in Revelation 10, said, write it not. It's not going to come. They're in uh, that it's going to be a leading of the Holy Ghost and taking the book out of the angel's hand, the little book, the Bibliorinian. And nobody's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. Pressing toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. The kingdom of God suffers violence, the violent take it by force. The law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men press their way into it. John, take that little book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey, but it'll be bitter to your belly. John did eat it. He ate all of it. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ in the last days. It was sweet to his mouth as honey. And in truth, it was bitter to his belly. It was told John, John, you must again prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings that John forerun Jesus' first coming John the Baptist in the spirit of Elijah. And John, there will, as the spirit of Elijah, forerun Jesus' second coming, just as Jesus stated in Matthew 17. When the disciples asked Jesus, why did the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come? Jesus stated a truth that Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Those things are the things of faith that we've been earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. He will come and restore all things. We find in Acts 3, 20, 21, that he will send Jesus, whom the heavens must receive. Heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution or restoration of all things until these things are restored. The faith that was once delivered to the saints until the body of Christ has come to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of 
Jesus Christ, then he will not come because he's coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, a perfect mirror image of himself. The church came in in glory. She's going out in a higher glory in the perfect image of Jesus Christ. Literally, Jesus presenting to himself an image of himself, a glorious church. For whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he also justified. Them that he justified, them he also glorified. For what reason? To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Nothing less to that measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man growing up into him in all things, the things of faith. Not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Now in Daniel 9.24, we see this promise of the Messiah. Now true, and to that Messiah, Hamashiach, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, the Christ, the God of glory manifest in flesh. We find that prophesied by Daniel in Daniel 9, 24 through 27. But as we look at it, <clears throat> all has been paid for and completed in Christ Jesus on the cross. When he died on the cross, it changed everything. He took away the sin of the world. He made a way into the holiest of all. The ordinance of the law that were contrary to us, to all mankind, he nailed to his cross, thereby making peace and of the twain, God and all mankind, making one new man. That man is Jesus. That first man, Adam, was made a living soul. That second Adam, that second man, was made a quickening spirit, not a spiritual man, a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That is the primary revelation that must be had for the sealing in every area in Christ, from babies to new, new little children to young men to fathers. That overcomer, I write into you, young man, because you've overcome the wicked one. Those are the Revelation 2nd and Revelation 3rd chapter that are going to be used in the work of the ministry, Ephesians 4.12. They will be the living creatures that will literally proclaim the everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But who will hear for the time to come? We have believed a lie that is just one verse and you're saved by just one verse in the Word of God and not having to be sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body, that you may be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord. He expects us to grow up into Him in all things. And to be presented blameless, we must have oil for the lamp to be five wise virgins. The bridegroom is coming. The call has gone out. The time is now. 
for those that have an ear to hear. And those that do will be sealed. And it's a final sealing. The ones that overcome, there remains one more step. And those are the ones in Revelation 7. Seal the servants of God in their foreheads. In Exodus 28, the first sealing was according to the birth. An engraving of an engraver of a signet. According to the birth. Those were the onyx stones, the bone, the shoulders of the high priest. On the onyx stone, one on one shoulder, one on the other. According to the birth. No respecter of persons. All being on the onyx stone. Means to blanch or to make white. But then on the breastplate of judgment, there was another engraving of an engraver, of a signet, of a sign, of a seal. And that is according to the work of the ministry. Everyone now for diversification. It went from a sardius stone all the way down to that of uh, uh, Naphtali being upon uh, the final stone there all the way down going from the the onyx stones uh, of birth to the the literal sardius stone that had Judah written on it and to the jasper stone that had Naphtali written on it. My wrestling is the cross. But in Revelation 4, the overcomers now, and they look at the throne room revelation of Jesus, not raptured, but this work of the ministry that we're taking a look at that will be in Revelation 4, Revelation 5, Revelation 6, Revelation 7, in the sealing, in the work of the ministry. We find that the starting stone, the starting stone is not first. He flips it. He makes the last stone first and the first last. He makes the jasper stone first, and they saw the jasper and a sardius, a sardine stone, which is a sardius stone. So what did they see? What's written up on the sardius is Judah, praise, celebrated. Well, what's written upon the jasper stone? Naphtali, Mount Wrestlings, the cross, crucifying the flesh with affections and the lust through the finished work of Jesus Christ. Sanctification. God has perfected forever them by one offering and perfected them forever to them that are sanctified, Hebrews tells us. Sanctification is essential in the growth from babies to children to young men and to fathers. There we have the jasper first. Why? Because the first thing we see in heaven is the blood-stained banner in the hands of Jesus, nail scars in hand and his feet. The ones that literally died for the sin of the world. The Lamb of God slain that is only worthy to open the seals. What's the significance of the seals? Seal in your forehead is to have the knowledge of the revelation, Jesus Christ. That revelation of Christ. It's the knowledge of of God, which you've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and finally, charity, which is the bond of perfectness. It's a guarantee of you and I reaching perfection. That's the reason why charity will cover a multitude of sins. The feast of charity, where we should be today. 
that Revelation 4 gives us not the rapture of the church, but the work of the ministry and what we're called for. <clears throat> and as we look at that, there are four in 20 seats in heaven. These are where we, as the body of Christ, are seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Four and twenty elders speaks of the church, the priesthood. But then there are four beasts, the four living creatures, <clears throat> the Zoe. These are the cherubim of glory. We see their lion, man, calf, and eel. The same we see in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10. These are the cherubim by the river Kibar. Coming out of Babylon. The same we see in the cherubim. And as in Genesis 3, that after Adam had said, and ate of the tree of knowledge, and the day you eat thereof, you will surely die. The Nephesh died. And the Neshamah died, in other words. Uh, that literally walking and lost fellowship and communion with God. By one man's disobedience, that sin came into the world and death by sin. So sin reigned by death. Now righteousness reigns by Jesus Christ, by that servant. And grace reigns through that righteousness, through the work he did. And that righteousness has to be obeyed. Obedience unto righteousness. The final sealing of the fathers is a new thing. It is the anointing. It is the final last glory in the work of the ministry that God will do in and through his body. Now we're going to take a look at some scriptures about the new thing. Something that's never ever been done before, not even in Pentecost, in the season of Shavuot. Not in the Feast of Weeks. Not in the book of Acts. In the former rain, in the corn harvest of wheat and barley, we find that the Holy Ghost is given. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels according to them, have the Passover and leavened bread, first fruits, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Exactly seven Shebas. Shebas. And on the morrow, after first fruits, we will have the Feast of Weeks. Wave sheaves, wave before the Lord with leaven, the day of Pentecost, when it was fully come. Acts 2, 4, they spake with tongues. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and spake with the tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Now, we've been there for over 2,000 years. Now, God is doing a new thing, a total new thing in a different season. Same Spirit, same Holy Ghost, same Jesus, same God Almighty revealing his name, but in a higher glory. From faith to faith, from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The body of Christ has to go higher in order to be sanctified holy, both spirit, soul, and body, and presented blameless at the coming of the Lord. The second time without sin and salvation, the second advent when the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. 
We which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort you one another with these words. But this is the new thing. Not a rapture, but caught up in a higher realm of glory. And the work of the ministry that we are all called for, that he has given gifts unto men, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. How are we perfected? By one offering to them that he's perfected forever. By one offering to them that are sanctified. Sanctify yourselves, holy, both spirit, soul, and body. How do you sanctify yourself? Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. What's the sealing? Through the word of God by the Holy Ghost, which is Christ in you, Jesus in you. He is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. What is this work? It's the work of the ministry. What kind of a work is it? It's a strange work. Bringing to pass this act is strange act. Judgment he's going to lay to the line. Righteousness to the plummet. What is that? Height, depth, length, and width of Christ. Reveal now is the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. The anointing that he has put in the earth in and through the body of Christ. He said he would do it. Revelation 7, he's going to do it and is now, as of January the 19th, 2019, has told us in our ministry, seal my people by my word. Seal the servants of God. His servants, only ones that are serving him, will be sealed. My people by my word. God's own word. As the angel ascending, not descending, ascending from the east. Eastward, RMD, 144. Now we'll see many times in the Word of God that he mentions eastward, east wind, Eurycladon, and the book of Acts does not end, but it stops. No amen on it because it's still in operation now. Seal the service of a God in their forehead as the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you, the body of Christ, that's where we are now. To those that have an ear to hear, oh, that they were wise that they would uh, understand and consider their latter end. To the law, Isaiah 8, and to the testimony, that's the testimony of Jesus. The law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If any speak not according to this word, to the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, to the testimony, to the testimony of Jesus. If any speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them, not some light. With God, it's all or nothing. You can't hold on to a Pentecostal light and be accepted of God in the season of tabernacles. You've got to go from Pentecostal to tabernacleist. And that's the call of God and revealing to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And it requires us to know the voice of God. And to know His voice, He speaks to the church. At Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. And thus said Him that has the seven uh, thunders. Those, thus Him that has the seven stars. Thus He that was dead and is alive forevermore, yea, and has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Thus saith the Lord. There's the word of God, word of the Lord coming to us 
for the overcomer in Revelation 2 and 3. By if by us doing this in obedience unto righteousness, then it will yield the principal fruits of holiness, and then we will receive the sealing of Revelation 7 as the living creatures in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. You see in Genesis 3, after Adam had fell, by one man's disobedience, that sin came to the world. Death by sin. They had tried to cover themselves up with a fig leaf. But he took skins and covered them. Here we have blood sacrifice. Immediately in Genesis 3. And he says he placed cherubim at the east end. There's that coming from the east. It's been coming from the east all along through the blood of Jesus Christ. He said at the east end of the garden of God, cherubim, capital C, the work of God himself becoming one with us. God who made himself of no reputation took on the form of a servant, became one with us, Emmanuel, God with us, that we would be able to come into and partake of his divine nature through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us. We can escape the corruption of the world through lust that we might be made partakers of his divine nature. How's that be? We're made the righteousness of God in Christ by him that knew no sin, becoming sin for us is our propitiation, dying in our stead. That cherubim is a capital C. Why is it a capital C? Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's showing us the captain of our salvation. Is going to learn obedience, learned obedience, literally perfected obedience by the things which he suffered, making the captain of our salvation perfect through sufferings. The forerunner has already entered in, showing us the way, the truth, and life. And it's a capital C in Genesis 3 because it's God himself manifest. And he placed cherubim, capital C, at the east end of the garden of God to keep the way of the tree of life. He is the way. He kept the way, the truth, and the life. That's a capital C because he is the line of the tribe of Judah. That's the reason we have the four gospels. You see, there are four horns that frayed the earth, tore it up. But God raised up four carpenters to build it back. The four carpenters is that carpenter, Jesus alone. But we see his attributes. He is God Almighty. First and foremost, he is the Lord. He is the Father of glory. That's the reason why the newborn babes do not understand that yet. But the first level of growth is little children. They understand that they have known the Father. They know that Jesus is the Father of glory. They've seen him. They've seen the Father. They understand John 10, 30. I and my Father are one. They confess that Jesus Christ is the Father. John 8, 24. Anyone that does not confess that Jesus is the Father shall die in their sins. The Lord himself said it. John 8, 24. We're speaking to those in wisdom. 
This is the mystery of wisdom that Paul speaks about to the Corinth church. Well, that he would be glorified and that glory would rest upon his people. His glory, his kingdom, his honor, his power, not ours. We're standing in the power of his might. It's his faith. Somebody says, it's my faith. No, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. It's the faith of the Son of God. It's his faith that he has put in you. All we have to do is obey it. Just as Paul said, I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God. What faith is it? It's the faith of the Son of God. Not faith in the Son of God. The faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me and has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Whatever he's called you for, he's given you the faith to and able the ability to do it simply through obedience. The cherubim in Genesis 3 is the Lord Jesus Christ. God manifests. It's a mystery of godliness, how we have the God life. 1 Timothy 3.16, without controversy, great is a mystery of godliness. The God life, little g-o-d. Say you whom the word of God came, that you are gods. Well, there's a mystery to that. The mystery of the God life. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. For God himself was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He was preached unto the Gentiles. And he was received up into glory. Who? God himself. 1 Timothy 3.16. Now that revelation then is that of little children. But there's a higher step in charity. And that's the reason Paul said, my child, I spake to the child, I understood this child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Speaking of full grown in the present truth that they were in in Pentecost now that we are in a different season. Tabernacles. Now, if we have repented and baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost, and been raised in the newness of life, we have partaken of his death, burial, and resurrection, knowing that we've been buried with him by baptism, that the body of the sins of flesh might be destroyed, born of the water, raised in the newness of life, that's Acts uh, uh, 2.38, 4.12, Acts, Acts 8.16, Acts 10, Acts 19, etc. on and on. That's Romans 2.28 and 29. That's Romans 6, 1 through 4. That's Colossians 2, 10 through 12. By baptism, it's all through there. Don't let anybody tell you that baptism is not essential for salvation. That's the only way to have the circumcision of the heart with the body, the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism. Colossians 2.12. In the days of the long suffering, in the days on Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water. The like figure, that was a figure of what? The like figure which baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, not taking a shower, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. How did the conscience get perched from dead works to serve the living God? By the circumcision of the heart. Not an intellectual belief of the heart. Now those are little children. Now he's calling us to young men. 
overcomers, having the word of God strong in us, walking in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, a much higher glory. But we have to see those four faces. There's only one face, but that has the appearance of a man. Take a look at the cherubim. Now, we're going to talk about the four living creatures. We're going to talk about the anointing, that many will say they are Christ, are anointed, and will deceive many. In my name, Jesus said. These cherubim, Jesus has already made the way. We find in Matthew, he is declared to be the lion of the tribe of Judah, and it shows him in 42 generations, from Abraham and to David, 14 generations. David to the carrying away into Babylon, 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon to Jesus, 13 generations, which is the 41st generation, who is also called, who is called Christ, 42nd generation. But it's not us, it's him, in him, by him, and through him, that the body of Christ will work the works of Jesus. How can we work the works of God? Believe on him whom he has sent. Any man that speaks of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, there's no unrighteousness in him. Jesus said, they receive my word, they receive yours. As the Father sent me, so send I you. As he was sealed, the Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed, so he will also seal us. We see that in the final sealing in Revelation 7, the apocalyptic sealing of the servants of God in their forehead. And those are the ones that will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness and all nations, and then the end will come. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Oh, him that overcometh to the end will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I overcame, where'd you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and I'm set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. That man is that spirit. The Lord Jesus is that spirit. Now, we're talking about the face. The face of the cherubim has four faces. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. This is Jesus at the east end of the garden of God that keeps the way of the tree of life. In a theophany, not that Jesus is an angel. No, he's not. Somebody said, well, the cherubim are angels. No, they're not. That's another lie that's been taught and brought down through the ages that the cherubim are nothing but angels. When he says over there that these uh, uh, four and twenty seats are four and twenty elders and four beasts, Revelation 5 sang the song of the Lamb, which is the song of the redeemed. Not only the four and twenty elders, but the four beasts as well. The four living creatures sing the song of the redeemed. Angels are not redeemed, my friend. Somebody says, well, they're manahaam. There's a double camp. Yes, there is. There is an angelic force. Of course there is. We find that the battle's going on in the, the heavens. Michael, the great prince, was sent for the children of thy people. We find the great warfare going on. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, mighty through God, not through us, through God. Casting down every imagination that exalts itself against Christ. Casting down every imagination. Pulling down strongholds. 
Uh, there's no spirit that is created uh, that is not subject. And greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. If you have the true Holy Ghost, not something you dreamed up in a tongue that you talked yourself and taught yourself because you want to be with one of them, but it literally had a new birth. Christ in you, birth in your spirit, receiving the Holy Ghost, born of the water and the spirit, that spirit baptism in fire of truly Holy Ghost. Well, we're going to find that there is in Matthew, he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. There's a capital C, cherubim, Genesis 3 at the east end of the garden of God. Why? Because the angels are ascending from the east. It's all in, by, and through Christ himself alone. That's your Matthew, gospel according to Matthew. Mark, John Mark, with the help of Luke, as he wrote the gospel according to Mark. He has Jesus as the perfect man. Don't care about a genealogy. We're going to see the perfect word. More miracles in Mark than any other Declaring the man, line man, perfect man. And it's noteworthy that every one, line man, ox and eagle, are the head of every phylum in that particular division. Line is the king of the jungle, the king of all beasts. Then we have the ox. It's a, the suffering servant, the, the strength of the ox, the all. It means the mighty one, the eagle. Uh, the heavenly sees afar off and of course uh, uh, the ox the eagle and uh, the lion man ox and eagle each one being the head of each of those phylums the epitome of them all we have in Matthew the lion of the tribe of Judah marked with a perfect man Luke we have the suffering servant the ox an increase comes by the strength of the ox. But where the crib is clean, there's no increase. You get into the ministry, there's going to be things you have to clean up. And you have to get your hands dirty. And you have to be willing to be a servant of all in order to be used of God. He that's greatest in the kingdom, let him be servant of all. And finally, John declares him as the eagle. God above. So we see both in the humility the humbling God himself, making himself of no reputation. He that was rich became poor. How low did he go? He became one of us. Hebrews 2 says, For as much then as the children are protectors of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Then in all things he was made like unto his brethren. Hebrews 4.15 said he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He became one of us. In the folds of time, God sent forth his son. How? Made of a woman. Made under the law. How? The word, God himself, made flesh. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten God, the only begotten son, the only begotten one, the sole, unique, absolute, one of a kind, unique. Never been another never will be another, never was before or after him, God manifests in the flesh. Now you have the Son of God. God manifests. We find that in Isaiah 43.10, Thus saith the Lord, that's the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant, 
whom I have chosen. Who's that servant? That you know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God formed. Neither shall be after me. That's a so unique, solitary, unique, only one. The only begotten God. Who is the only begotten son? Who is the only begotten one? The Yaqid. That soul, solitary, unique, God manifest. Express image of God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, he manifests himself as a lion of the tribe of Judah in Matthew. As a perfect man in Mark. As a suffering servant, the ox in Luke. And God, the flying eagle in John. We see the light, the height, depth, length, and width of Christ in those four Gospels. But then he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. From henceforth you both know him, the Father, and have seen him. Now that upset Philip in John 14. He said, Lord, show us the Father, and that suffices us. That'll be sufficient. Let us see the Father. He said, have I been so long time with you? And hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? What are you talking about? Believe me that I am in my Father, and my Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. Who do you think is doing all the works? Healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking, the captive going free, and blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. The words that I speak are not mine. Well, then whose are they? The Father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me. I'm the permanent abode. I'm God manifest in the flesh. The Father revealed in the Son of God. That's the Christ. The God that should come in the world. When he came to the world the first time, he was Hamashiach ben Yosef, the suffering servant. The Messiah who suffered. Coming back the second time, Hamashiach ben David, the one that will put all things and exalt Israel and all nations will be blessed in Israel, restoring the kingdom to Israel, millennial reign. Well, what does that mean for us? It has to do the way, the truth, and the life that as he is, we walk in the light as he is in that light. Who is that light? Jesus Christ, a blessed and only potentate. That's the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16. The blessed and only potentate who only hath immortality. That's the reason we preach a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. He is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent. He who only hath immortality. Jesus only. Dwelling in the light. That dwelling is katakeo. It means to house permanently forever. Never to leave. God made flesh is a permanent uh, morpha, a permanent uh, literal form that he will never put off. There will not be one before him, neither after him. He is the Lord thy Savior, God thy Redeemer, Isaiah 63, I'm sorry, Isaiah 43, 10 through 16. There'll never be another. That's Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Paul gives us exactly how he did it. 
God made himself of no reputation, humbled himself. Literally, as they laid aside his glory, took upon him the form of a servant made in the likeness of men. Who did it? Jesus did. Revealing the Father's name. When you see that Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. John 2. He said, 46 years old. 46 years was this temple in being built. And you're going to raise it up in three days? Jesus spake of the temple of his body. He raised his own body up. He is that Holy Ghost. By that, now Christ in you, he expects us to walk as he is, as Jesus is now, so are we in this present world. But we're to walk in the light as he's in the light. And the seasons go from Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, to the second season of weeks, which is the fourth feast Pentecost, to the third season of tabernacles, which is the last three feasts which we are in now, for those that have an ear to hear. And we're late getting in. It's time. The Lord is taking out a chasing rod. There will be famine, pestilence, sword, and noisome beast. We are to hear the voice of God. Seek him. We've got to come into the knowledge of the truth that we're not in Pentecost. That Pentecost of truth is still there. But it's a higher glory now in Tabernacles and Rosh Hashanah. The Feast of Trumpets, the Rosh Hashanah, the new thing, the head of the year, the new year, the new thing that he's doing. And that is where we are now. And it's that 21st day of the seventh month in Tishri, Ethneing, that we find in Haggai 2. He's going to shake all nations. We're seeing some shaking going on right now, both HIV, COVID-19. We're seeing locusts. Madagascar. We're seeing that in Kenya. We're seeing plagues. We're seeing earthquakes in diverse places. Somebody said, well, these are all been there ever since the beginning of time. Yes, but they are escalating more and more as we approach that day. And we see all these things begin to come to pass. Note our salvation draws nigh. These are the signs. But there is a ceiling there. In the last day work of the ministry, which is the last call of God, this gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for a witness in all nations, and then the end will come. Who will do that? Are the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers? No, the body of Christ. The apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are to prepare the body unto perfection for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Who? The body of Christ. That's the new thing. So in Revelation 4 and 5, he shows us not only the four and twenty elders with the four, four and twenty seats in heaven, but also the four beasts, which are lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are exactly the same that we see in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, which are not capital C now. It's a lower C, meaning, meaning the body of Christ. That's walking in the light as he's in the light. They are not angels. They are the body of Christ in a higher glory. So we see there in Ezekiel 1 that Ezekiel in the 30th year of Ezekiel, 30 is the number of the priesthood because in Numbers 4 it states that uh, the high priest takes his office at age 30. Jesus cannot take his office of high priest or great high priest until age 30. Why? Because he's fulfilling his own law in a body of flesh and blood. 
We see that again. Hebrews 2, uh, for as much of them as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, God himself also likewise took part of the same that in all things. He was made like unto his brethren. Tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. What? Not for him, but for our sakes. There, what he went through, now he said, you're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. If you suffer with him, you will reign with him. And that is through the chastening rod of God. And if any man be without chastisement, of which all are partakers, for God chastens all that he loves, then are you bastards and not sons. Now, no chastisement for the present time seemeth to be joyous, but afterward yielded. What? The peaceable fruits of righteousness. The righteousness is in him. We're made the righteousness of God in him from glory to glory. So there will be four faces we're looking at here in this podcast. Jesus had the face of a lion, Matthew. Face of a man, Mark. Gospel according to Mark. Face of an ox, that is the Almighty, Luke. And we see the genealogy again in Luke. A collateral line, not the same as we see in the royal line in Matthew 1. And then we see John, the flying eagle. Well, there has four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. We come to Ezekiel 1. We see visions of God in the 30th year of Ezekiel. God will strengthen, strengthen of God, strengthen of Yah. Well, that is the 30th year, which Jesus, being about the age of 30, went down to be baptized with John and Jordan. He's already done it. The forerunners entered in. Now it's our turn to obey him and be made the righteousness of God in Christ through obedience unto righteousness, Romans 6. There we will have the same, notice this cherubim, the living creatures that you see in Romans, uh, Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, come out of the fire, burning as it were amber, the hottest fire there is. God is a consuming fire. It speaks to us coming out of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Now, when we do, he said, they, the four living creatures, and they come out of a fire enfolding itself and have the appearance of a man. A man? There's only one man. That's a man Christ Jesus. We don't, don't want to know about any other man than our Lord. Christ and him crucified. And that man is that son of man. And he said in John 3, 13, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven, son of man having nothing to do with flesh or humanity, it speaks of the kingdom office of which he is the head and we are the body of the Christ. If you say it's flesh in his human nature, then you have spoken a divine flesh gospel which is in error and will not save your soul by literally annulling John 3.13. He is that spirit. But it's the kingdom office, the redemption office, son of God. The kingdom office is the word knowing him that's from the beginning. The Word, not the Son of God, the Word. Now let me expand on that. 
There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Heist. They're exactly the self-same spirit. One. The Father's administrative office of that same spirit. The Word is the expression office, revealing his thought, plan, purpose, and will of that same spirit. The Holy Ghost is a power office of that same spirit. One spirit. Regardless if it's referred to as Father, Holy Ghost, Word, it's the same. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, Baram, Bereshit, Barah, Elohim, Eight, Hashemayim, Bayat, Hayat. That God created the heaven and the earth. How did he do it? And God said, the Word went out and created. That's the same spirit. It's not God Jr. The Word is the Word is the Father. It's his uh, expression of himself. Thought, plan, purpose, and will. That's Word. Same as the Father. It's the same. God. The Word and God are one and the same, which is the Holy Ghost. It's the same. It's not a different spirit or spirit junior or second person. No such thing. And only the ones that have that revelation are going to be sealed. I didn't say it. God himself said it. The servants of God. And Jude talked about in the last days, there'd be scoffers denying the only Lord God. And we've done that. There's only one. You've got a trinity. Well, there's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. That is a three persona, which is a Revelation 16, 13. Three unclean spirits like Frogs, which is spirits of devils working miracles. Well, they work miracles. Yes, they do. God said they would. But it's not the truth. So the Elohim, God Almighty, and all his attributes is a capital E, plural of Elohim, in all his attributes. That's Genesis 126. So God said, let us make man in our own image. Plural, personal pronoun, us and our. Somebody said, that's God the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. No, it's not. Because the very next verse totally overthrows that. Genesis 1, 27. So God made man in his own image. Male and female created he, them. Singular personal pronoun. Why? Because it's his attributes. Not different spirits. One and the self-same God in his attributes. And there are many attributes and majesties of our Lord God Almighty. And we see the lion, man, ox, and eagle having different four faces. But it's only one face. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well, that's good for him. No, keep reading. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit. Jesus is that spirit. Christ is that spirit. Christ in you, the spirit in you. Christ is that Holy Ghost. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. Christ is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face beholding is in a glass. Open face, why? So we're changed into the same image from glory to glory, babies, little children, young men, fathers. Four levels. Lion, man, ox, and eagle. Four horns freight the earth. Four carpenters rebuilt it. 
and in him, by him, and through him alone. It's the power of his might, not ours. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. Why? Because we're changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That means that we are expected, our reasonable service, to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not something less. To the fullness of his glory. Unto a perfect man. So we find these in Revelation 4 and 5, reaching that point in Revelation 6. They are the ones preaching. Come and see. Who? The One of the four beasts. The lion and the second beast. Come and see. Who's saying come and see? Come to the gospel of Jesus Christ and see, understand, hear and obey it. Come and see a white horse rider. Come and see a red horse rider. Come and see who's preaching it. The beast, the living creatures. Who? You, the body of Christ. That have obtained the kingdom through sufferings in obedience unto righteousness. And he tells you that in 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter. Your faith groweth exceedingly. The charity of everyone you abounded one toward another. How did you get charity? Well, you added to the faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. That which is perfect is calm. Charity. Somebody said, that's love. No, it's not just love. It's the love of God in obedience, doing his will. Love is love. Oh, charity is doing the will of God. Not just I love God in word and in tongue. Charity is in deed and in truth. The true worshipers worship God in spirit and in truth. That's charity. That's reading charity or cover mouth to the sand. Why? Because you're doing the will of God. You're walking in the blood of Jesus Christ in obedience. Where's the blood? In the New Testament given for you. How do you eat the flesh and drink the blood? Through the feast of the Lord in obedience of his word and doing his will. So now we take on those same four faces. And what do we see in, in Ezekiel 1? They come out of the fire. A brightness enfolding itself. A fire enfolding itself coming out of the fire. As a burning fiery furnace in Zechariah 3, Joshua. Is not, is not this a brand? What do you use a brand for? For the seal? We're going to be branded. How? Coming out of the fire. Is this not a brand plucked out of the fire? Who plucked it out? God did. And he said, give him a change of raiment. We're going to a higher glory. Take off the Pentecostal and put on the tabernacles. <laughs> a higher glory. Those who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Christ, Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Christ, Pentecost, now Christ, uh, in tabernacles, Rosh Hashanah, the new thing, new year, the new thing God's doing. God said, I'll do a new thing. Quorum came against the anointing. Moses said, God will do a new thing. And the earth will open up itself and swallow Korah in his old house. Why? Because when evil comes in like a flood, 
be at Korah in the gainsaying of Korah and Balaam. Revelation 12, God said when that, that old devil, the serpent, the scorpion, throws out water out of his mouth as a flood, the earth opened her mouth, swallowed up the flood and helped the woman, the church, just like it did there, swallowed it. And they went immediately down into the pit. Oh my, that's a new thing. God said, I'll do a new thing. A woman's going to compass a man. Here's your Revelation 12 man child. The woman, the church, cried, travailing in pain to be delivered and brought forth a man child. But she was clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. Somebody said, That's married. No, it's not. This is the things that will come hereafter. Revelation 4 1. What are the things coming hereafter? That's the church. A great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun, the moon and under her feet. What's that sun? Son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, Malachi 4. That sun, his faith grow, shone as it were the sun. She's clothed with that sun. What is it? That's a transfiguration in Matthew 17 on a mountain apart where the body of Christ was transfigured, went into a higher metamorphosis, and they saw his majesty. They'll see the majesty of God through the body of Christ. There's living, lively living stones. A royal priesthood. Built up a spiritual house. Offering you know, the sacrifice of the praises of our lips. The calves of our lips. This is the work of the ministry in the last days. Before the second coming of Jesus. They have their four faces. We... When you see in Ezekiel 1 and Ezekiel 10, this is by the river, river Kibar. This is the Babylonian captivity. And in that Babylonian captivity, they're going to be coming out. Ezekiel is caught up by a lock of his hair between heaven and earth and saw visions of God to Jerusalem. And that Ezekiel, strengthened of God, is the same as Boaz, one of the pillars of Solomon's temple. Yaquin being the other, God will supply. Boaz, established of God. Our God will establish. Same as Ezekiel, strengthened of God. And it was in that 30th year of Ezekiel, the 30th year now for the body of Christ. In other words, priesthood, coming to that time. Paul was trying to get that over to the church in Hebrews 5. Speaking of Melchizedek, he said these things are hard to be uttered. Speaking about Melchizedek, seeing that you are dull of hearing. When it's time that you should be teachers, the time is there. You already should know this. That's back in Pentecost. You should have known the Melech and Zadok, priesthood. Melech, king, Zadok, priest, righteous. He made the righteousness of God in him. That's your Melchizedek. He said, this is hard to be understood. You're dull of hearing. I can't tell you about it. I can't speak it. You don't have spiritual ears. You don't have an ear to hear. You're dull of hearing. He said, when well, you ought to be teachers yourself, you have need again to be first taught again the first principles of the oracles of God. You're babies that are, have need of milk, not of strong meat. For babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. This is not the word of faith. This is the word of righteousness. Growing up in him in all things. You start out as a, a newborn babe. 
Then you're supposed to go to little children. You know he's the father. Then you go to young men. The word of God's strong. You're doing the will of God now. You're doing what he's called you to do. And then fathers, you're now a vessel meet for the master's use and preaching the kingdom of God and the work of the ministry and the last day move of God before the second advent of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. They all had the face of a lion. And they four had their four faces, face of a man, face of an ox and the face of an eagle. And we find in Ezekiel 10, these are the cherubim of glory. I saw by the river Kibar. Now we're going to go into the work of that and how the glory will come over the threshold over to the cherubim. And why in that work of the ministry? The sound of it will be the voice of the Almighty God, a voice of a host. That's a voice of God. That's the gospel of the kingdom being preached in all the world for a witness in all nations. And then the end will come. We're going to the Daniel 9.24 about the anointing. To anoint the most holy. That anoint the most holy is that holy place. Give you an idea of what we'll be going in. Uh, in that Moses tabernacle was dedicated in Passover, not in Tishri, not in the seventh month, in the first month, in the Abib, in Nisan. And in that beginning of months, that same time that the tabernacle was built a year later, exactly on Passover, dedicated on Passover, according to the pattern shown thee in the mount, Moses. Moses, when he built that, fire of God came down from him, Shekinah, glory of God, and filled the temple. At that time, that's Passover. We find that to anoint that most holy, the Shekinah glory of God, Daniel 9, 24, to seal up the vision and the prophets. That means that everything that the prophets have spoken will come to pass. There's still a third of prophecy that has not come to pass. The millennial reign, yeah, that still remains. The work of the ministry in the last days, gospel being preached to all the nations, then the income, still has not come to pass. There are many things in Isaiah 60, the time of that glory. Darkness upon the people and gross darkness upon all the people. And at that time, the light of God will come down upon you and his glory will be revealed in you, Isaiah 60. This is the work of the ministry that we're called for. We'll be talking about that holy of holies, anoint the most holy, that all that, the seal of the vision, what vision? This is the vision, Daniel 2. This secret, this vision given, this secret that has been revealed unto Babylon and to you, King Nebuchadnezzar, what will befall the people in the latter days, in the last days. We'll talk about and uh, to seal up the vision and the prophets, everything that the prophets, well, where will that seal go? In the saint's forehead, in the servant's forehead. They will proclaim it. A higher glory and signs, miracles, doubts, wonders, and gifts of the Holy Ghost, God confirming his word as it goes through the world as a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. When you find that to anoint the most holy, that anoint is the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Anoint that most holy place. Somebody said, will that happen? Jesus has come. Yes, and it will happen again. The man-child will be birthed again in you. 
Somebody said, well, I thought that was Jesus in Revelation 12. It is. But now it's in you, the church, because you see that the devil, the old serpent, the scorpion, the devil went out to make war with a woman and the remnant of her seed. That who are they? That keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That's not Jesus born of Mary in Bethlehem, Judah. He's already death, died on the cross, buried, rose again the third day, ascended into heaven, there to make intercession. The Spirit itself make an intercession for us. Romans 8, 26, 27. The forerunner's already entered in. Now it's time for us to enter in. That Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's the new thing. And that new thing that he will do, he speaks of uh, uh, in that woman bringing forth a man child, a woman shall compass a man. Who is that man? Well, the man in Ezekiel 1, verse 5, 6, 7, they have the appearance of a man. What man? Christ Jesus. Paul saw it. He was not able to speak about it. In talking about the cherubim, which we will get into in detail, in, in Hebrews 9, Paul speaks of this worldly sanctuary that had a divine service. And in verse 5, he says, the cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. You can't speak particularly about it now, Paul. Right, he's in Pentecost. It's time for us in Tabernacles. The new thing, the Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets. The new thing that God will do and is doing now for those that have an ear to hear. He's preparing it, and right now those are being sealed. How? By the Word. Simply by the knowledge of the Word. In obedience to it. Not a hear the Word, but a doer. And they have the same four faces, which are the redeemed of the Lord, saying in the new song, Revelation 5, which is the song of the redeemed. Four and twenty elders and four beasts, four living creatures. And the number of them that were sealed is 144. If you take the holy place, there's a sanctuary. You had a table of shewbread. You had on the south side, you had the... Uh, the candlesticks on the south side, table of shewbread on the north side, toward the north, and then you have the altar of incense and golden censer within the veil on the day of atonement. He's speaking of that in Hebrews 9, because the altar of incense is before the throne, within the veil, says so. This lets us know we're in tabernacles, not Pentecost, not Max 2. We're coming to a higher glory. So, and Rosh Hashanah, the new thing, the new year, the new thing that God's doing, in the mouth, it's established in the mouth of two witnesses. Not a specified date, only when they hear the two witnesses in Leviticus uh, 23 is that date established on, the, on that uh, tenth day. First day of, that, of the seventh month of the tenth day, ten days of all. Introspection. Getting us ready for the day of atonement the final day of the consummation of all things, when the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel trump of God. Before that time, the gospel of this kingdom will be preached in all the world for a witness in all nations. That's the work of the ministry. Who will hear for this time to come? God's doing it now. What are these cherubim? Well, we know they're the redeemed, and they had their four faces. 
and the glory will go from the house over the, over the threshold. And we see in Moses' tabernacle, dedicated in Passover, Solomon's temple dedicated in Tishri in the seventh month, Ethneim. But looking at the holiest of all, we don't have the cherubim of glory being the olive trees that we see in Revelation 11. We just see the two olives, uh, the two uh, cherubim of glory of a beaten olive, of, of a beaten gold, and the mercy seat, looking at it, mercy seat, toward the mercy seat, and uh, uh, that toward the blood. And those two cherubim going, looking to the mercy seat, toward each other, and uh, uh, in the mercy seat, of the mercy seat, looking toward the mercy seat. They're looking toward the blood. Now that's the mercy seat, and that's what makes that lid of the testimony a mercy seat. In that, within that veil, the 10 by 10 by 10 in Moses' tabernacle, we're going to have a double portion. We're going to have a double portion in Tishri. We're going to have a 10 by 10 by 20. 20 cubits that we're going to see the width of a 10 by 10 by 20 cubits wide. And these two olive trees will have uh, their wingspan, five cubits each on each wing, and touching the other cherubim, and that will overshadow the mercy seat going to the other side, touching the walls of the cedar work, uncovering the cedar work. We will get into that in our next podcast. It is very important for the sealing that you know that there is a sealing God is doing now for those that seek him and obey his word unto righteousness. And that is that the inside diameter, not the outside, 10 by 10 by 10 is 1,000 cubits. 1,000 is perfected glory. That's the reason Song 8, the Canticles uh, of, of Solomon. You'll see in Song 8, Solomon hath a vineyard in Baal Haman. Solomon, you must have a thousand. Thousands perfected glory. All the keepers of that vineyard, 200. 200 is insufficiency. Philip and Andrew said, I suppose 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient to feed all of these, Lord. They had them set down by 50s out there as he preached to them. There had been three days and they were uh, uh, there fasting. Then lest they faint in the way, he was going to give them their provision. Lest we faint, he's going to do it for us. And at that point, uh, he multiplied the fishes and the loaves. Well, the cherubim there, lion, man, ox, and eagle, having the same face as Jesus, and we find that they are the redeemed in Romans 4 and, I mean, in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5. Revelation 6, they're preaching. Revelation 7, they receive a sealing there that is essential for the fathers to continue that work. Overcomers to fathers in Revelation 7. And this is the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. It's a higher glory. It's coming from the east. It's a higher glory. Ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. Seal the service of God in their forehead. So in the high priest. They're going in once a year, as we see in Hebrews 9. And he says in Hebrews 9, 5, that these cherubims of glory shattering the mercy seat, of which now we cannot speak particularly. Well, we take the inside diameter. Now, we know the outside is a thousand perfected glory. Solomon, you must have a thousand. 
That's perfected glory. No man lived to be a thousand. Methuselah, 969 after he dies, it shall be seen. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, 10th from Adam. Enoch, 7th from Adam. But we find uh, there that thousands perfected glory. Oldest man that lived age-wise, Methuselah, after he dies, it shall be seen, 969, 969 years. We also see that Enoch lived 65 years and then had Methuselah. Methuselah, Noah. But then he lived another 300 years and he was not. Not is Ain. It's a work of the ministry. Ain, A-Y-N. It's a 16th letter in the Hebrew abecedary, which has a, a numeric value of 70, which is restoration. 70 weeks determined upon thy people, on thy people, on thy holy city, Jerusalem. The streets and the wall built again, even in troublous times. And at that time, he builds again the walls and the streets, even in troublous times. The same that we will do in the time of Jacob's trouble, time, times and a half, three and a half years, 42 months of great tribulation. But he says, anoint, seal that vision and the prophets and anoint the most holy. At most holy is the most holy place. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. That anointing that will now be upon the body. And we find that going from the sanctuary and the golden censer offer incense within the veil, we find that that's the Day of Atonement. And he said there's a, these cherubim of glory shadowing that mercy seat of which now we can't speak particularly. Well, the inside diameter, because the wall's a cubit, and we keep it there on each one. We know that that will be a nine foot long, nine foot there wide by ten foot high, nine by nine. If we take the cube, nine, and if we, we, we take it squared, nine times nine is 81. Cubit, nine times nine is 81 times 10 is 810 cubit. Cubed. Now, we take the cube of that testimony, the testimony of Jesus, the Ark of the Covenant called the testimony. Well, it's a cube and a half, white, cube and a half uh, breadth, and two and a half cubits high, the same height as the grate in the altar of burnt offering in the brazen altar, same height, two and a half cubits high, cube and a half white, cube and a half breadth, two and a half cubits high. We take that and cube it. A cube and a half times a cube and a half times two and a half cubits equals six point, I'm sorry, five point five point six two five. Five five eight. Five point six two five. Cubits cubed. So we take the outer wall, the inside diameter, take that testimony, the testimony of Jesus, which is the spirit of prophecy, in the Mosaic Moses Tabernacle. And we see that we divide the 810 cubits cubed of the inside diameter, 9 by 9 by 10, and divide it by the 5.65, the cube and a half, cube and a half, and two and a half cubits, that is cubed. And that divided by the 5.65 gives us exactly 144, which is 
the 144 12 squared in the RMD. The RMD is the 144 east, or they're coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus. Thousand is perfected glory. So, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. 144. Thousand perfected glory. These are the ones. Somebody said, well, that's natural Israel. No, we see in Revelation 14, I saw the 144,000 stand upon the Mount Zion who are the redeemed of the Lord. These are virgins. There's no spot or blemish in them. These are the ones uh, that are perfect according to God before the throne in obedience unto righteousness. Our, li- our lives here with Christ and God. Well, that is the RMD thousand, 144,000. And he changes the order of the tribes uh, that we see in three ceilings in Exodus 28. First one according to the birth. Second one according to the works in obedience. The third one is that upon the mitre, upon the forehead. That is three ceilings according an engraving of an engraver of a signet, a sign, a loftop, which is the same for the priesthood that we see in the ceiling of the servants of God in their forehead. So the first ceiling is that of babies. The newborn babes desire in sincere muck of the word they may grow thereby. That's a seal. Sealed by the Holy Ghost until the day of redemption. You have said to this seal that God is true. Now that son of man is you're going to grow up into him in all things. So that you be not to toss to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Now the next step is little children. I write you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Born of the water and the spirit. And you have known the father. Now they have a higher revelation. They know that Jesus Christ is the Father revealed in the days of his flesh and now revealed in through us, the body of Christ. Somebody said, where do you get that? Well, Ephesians 4 said, there's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, above all, the Father of us all and in us all, the Father. That is Christ in us. Galatians 4, 6, God has sent forth the spirit of his Son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Well, that spirit of his son is God glorified, that body of flesh, Jesus Christ, with his own self. Jesus said, Father, glorify me with the glory I had with you before the world was, with thine own self, all power being given to him in heaven and on earth. And that's the reason in John 16, you'll find that in John 17, 5. In John 16, previous before that, in Gethsemane, Jesus states, the time will come, you'll no more ask the Father in my name. You ask me. I say not, I'll pray the Father for you. For the Father's loved me and given all things unto me. Well, that time has come. He sat down with the Father in his throne, in his throne glorified with the Father's own self. These are the little children. They know that. Jesus is the Father. Now there's a higher step. Revelation 2, Revelation 3, in overcomers. The Word of God is strong in you. And you've overcome the wicked one. What are the overcomers? You've done the will of God. We don't do the will of God. We hear those frightful words of Matthew 7. Not all are saying to me, Lord, Lord, will the evil enter in. Some will begin to profess unto Jesus. Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We've prophesied in your name. 
We've cast out devils in your name. Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Lawlessness. You didn't obey the Spirit. Lawlessness is not is disobedience to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Quenching his spirit, making his spirit serve with sin, not being fulfilled the will of God in you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you, for you did not do the will. You might have known the will of God, but you didn't do it. So if I don't, and I know I'm called to preach and I don't do this, or I'll hold back a word and I do not do the will of God, even though I've seen it, the Lord says you will not be able to enter in. There'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. We want to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, and enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Be thy ruler over five cities, be thy ruler over ten cities, according to your works, and he gives you according your reward, reward at his coming. Now, with that said, we have to do the will of God. That is not little babies or little children. That is the young men, the overcomers. But then after that, and they're preaching the word, then there comes a time there remains three more woes. Whoa, 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 being in the habits of the earth by the reason of the other three trumpet uh, seals that are yet to, to sound. Whoa, 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 being to the other, the other three trumpets yet to sound. Now, we go through the six seals, and the seventh seal opens up seven trumpets. We go through the four, there's preaching the word of God, but their fifth, sixth, and seventh trumpet, we have to have this sealing of Revelation 7. It's the final sealing. It's the final seal of fathers that have known him that's from the beginning. Him that's from the beginning is the word of God. The word made flesh is the son of God. The word, the word, has always been the word. It is that Jesus is the word. He is the father. He is that spirit. But the son of God is when that waters, that word is made flesh. Then he's come by water and blood. That in his own body of water and blood. And therefore, when Jesus is crucified on the cross, Longinus takes a spear pierces Jesus' side, and forthwith there came water and blood. Not blood only, water and blood. This is he that came by water and blood. Who? God himself. Emmanuel, God with us. And right there, that that is literally applied to us, a blessed and only potentate who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. We take on that same image of Jesus. And that sealing in Revelation 7, there remains three more trumpets that are woe trumpets. The 1 Corinthians 15, 51, there, there, that, uh, uh, that last trump is not the seventh trumpet. That the last trump is a trump of God that he comes down with a voice of the archangel and a shout with a trump of God. That is the last trump. The trumpets is the Moshashana. It's the feast of trumpets. We got a day of atonement coming into tabernacles to get us there. The day of atonement has that last trump in it. 
The Feast of Trumpets has seven trumpets. The seventh trumpet turns into the vials where it's filled up the wrath of Almighty God. So what are we saying? That last three trumpets are trumpets of woe. Woe, woe, woe be unto the inhabitants of the earth for the cause of devil is cast down unto the earth and having great wrath knowing that he hath but a short time. There's one more sealing there of the fathers that we'll be able to stand in that day. Now it's gone from babies to little children, to young men, to fathers. That what we want to make sure that is that the Word is God. The Word is the Father. The Word is the Spirit. The Son of God is the Word made flesh. The Son of God has two components. The Spirit of God, Father, Word, Holy Ghost, the Almighty God, the Lord Jehovah, the Tetragrammaton, the Yodhavah, the Jehovah, the Lord, El Shaddai, Elohim, Invisible spirit made flesh. Two components. Now you have the Son of God. God revealed the express image of his singular person. So the Word is the Spirit office of the Logos. The Son is the Logos and flesh. Son of God is the Father revealed. So who are the fathers that have known him that's from the beginning? Who's him that's from the beginning? The Word. In the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. That's not the Son with God, that's the Word with God. And where you mess and jump track as you say the word is the son and is the everlasting son up there. No, the word is Logos, spirit. Has no flesh and blood. Somebody said, well, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Yes, and that word in his Logos and his thought, plan, purpose, and will. But the word uh, until it's made flesh and the son of God has a beginning. Jesus said the things concerning me have a beginning. The things concerning me have an ending. My father's greater than I. There's no, uh, you know, hypostatic union where they're three or equal. Jesus said, my father's greater than I. Why? Because the son of God is the father revealed in the days of his flesh for our salvation being one of us. And then after his death, burial, and resurrection, he's glorified back with the glory he put off. Glorified with the father's own self. John 17, 5, Matthew 28, 18, all power in heaven and earth given to Jesus. Acts 2, 36, let all the house of Israel know surely that same Jesus whom you crucified, God hath made him, that man, both Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. He is a blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6, 15 and 16, who only hath immortality. Dwelling in the light which no man, no ordinary man, no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. He's God. He's a unique, solitary one. The only begotten God. The only begotten Son. The only begotten one. The only begotten God. The only begotten. Monogamous. There's not another. It's the Yaquid. One of a kind. Never be another. That is God himself. So there you have us growing up into him and the fathers in that last ceiling in Revelation 7 
is the servants of God in their forehead. Why? Because 1 John 2, 13 and 14, and the first day and the last part of that verse, they are writing to you fathers, because you have known him, that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers, because you have known him, that's from the beginning. That's the word, not the son. You've jumped track. John 1 is the word. John 1, 14 is the word made flesh, and that's the begotten. The only begotten of God full of grace and truth. Until he takes on that body of flesh and blood, you don't have a son of God. He has a beginning. Now, you understand he's not the eternal son. He is the everlasting eternal father. Take a look at it at Isaiah 9, 5. Fathers, you must have this revelation. Babies, little children, young men, fathers. Fathers must have the revelation of the final word in them, proceeding word in obedience unto righteousness unto perfection and to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Those are the only ones that's going to proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness in all nations. Notice he says to the fathers in 1 John 2 verse 13 and 14 I write unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. Not son of God word I've written to you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. In the beginning was the word. The word with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. How? God said. Not eternal sonship. Because you see in Isaiah 9, 5, unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall rest upon his shoulder. Singular. The cross. Everyone will have to carry that cross. Not Jesus' cross, but your cross. Any man come after me, let him deny himself, take up your cross and come and follow me. If you don't, if you don't crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, doing the will of God, there is no ceiling as young men are fathers. Sorry, it'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But the ones that do have an ear to hear, God is bringing that body together right now. There will be a great move of God as he stirs uh, his body and stirs up the revelation in you, the gift that is within you and the revelation of the word of God. And he says, fathers, you have known him this from the beginning and the beginning was the word. Word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and everything God said. Well, there's a word. Is there spirit? Is there a son there? No, there's no son there. So now you look at it. Who is this? The government shall rest upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 5. Isaiah 9, 6 tells you who it is. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Full of Wonder, Only Used of God, Counselor, The Mighty God. Not the Mighty Son of God. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. Jesus is the Everlasting Father. Somebody said, well then, Daniel 7, 13 we have the first mention of the Son of Man comes to the Ancient of Days. Who's the Ancient of Days? Jesus is. Who's the Son of Man? Everyone in the kingdom of God. 
and gives them a kingdom of which there'll be no end and a dominion which shall be forevermore. That is us included, the body of Christ. So the Son of Man is Jesus the head, we the body of the Christ. We're not God, he is. He is the Ancient of Days. Therefore, that's when you understand the Lord said unto my Lord, set thou to my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. For he must reign until all things be put under his feet. They will be willing in the day. In the day of what? And that willingness, if you find in Psalm 110, verse 1. They were the ones that would do the will of God and come to the revelation that he is the word. He is that father. He is the Lord of glory. And you'll see that in Revelation 19.10. Anoint the most holy. You take the inside diameter 810, divide it by uh, uh, that the cube of the 8, 9, by nine times 9 times 10, 810 of the cube. Cubits, cube, cubits. <laughs> and then you take the one and a half by one and a half by two and a half and the arc cubits, cubed, 5.625 gives you 144. Means that he is anointed coming from the east, RMD, 144, the holy place. Daniel 9, 24. They will confirm the last end. Jesus will confirm the covenant with many for one week, but he's cut off in the midst of the week. And in the midst of the week, he causes a sacrifice and oblation to cease. He did that. Now, he, for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate on the wings of the, of the desolation. He shall make it desolate. And that determined will be poured out upon the desolate. So there remains a thousand, two hundred three score days, time, times they have three and a half years, 42 months of the Jesus ministry the work of the ministry, to confirm the covenant of many for one week. And that is Isaiah 42, 6, I believe it is, that he says he gave Jesus as a covenant to the people. Who's the covenant? Jesus Christ. And he will confirm that covenant with many for one week. Jesus was cut off in the midst of the week, caused sacrifice and ablation to cease. There remains another three and one-half years of the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry. That ministry is Jesus and the fathers are the ones that have that last three trumpets. Whoa, 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 by the reason of the other three trumpets yet to sound, lamentation, mourning, and woe. Ezekiel 2 will get into that and the work of these cherubim, the work of a barrel stone, which is a work of judgment. We'll see this in there in Revelation 11.1. 1, Arise, measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. The temple were measured, and that's where we're going to get the RMD 144 in anointing the most holy place, which we have come to the RMD 1000, perfected glory. Those are the saints of God, the servants of God, that have known Him that's from the beginning as the fathers, 1 John 2, 13 and 14. The greatest thing in the work of the ministry is yet to be revealed, and we will prevail even against a time of a day of the Lord, a time of darkness, a time of gloominess such as never been since it was a nation, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm in my holy mountain and say, Alas, alas for the day the day of the Lord cometh as a destruction from the Almighty, so shall it come. We're lifting that up. 
Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Tune into the podcast as we get into the work of the ministry, the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat, the RMD thousand that will be sealed, Revelation 7. Don't miss it. The mystery of the sealing there revealed to the servants of God in the last days as we take on the word of God in obedience unto righteousness, yielding that priestable fruits of holiness. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Berry saying, Behold the real Jesus.